One of the best ways to support the FTF podcast is to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, interviews, and plenty more. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a gaming podcast. I am your host, Alex Kendall. And I'm your host, Eric Baker. And today we are selling the debate that no one asked for. Who are the top 10 and top worst villains of all time? Now, our top 10 are the cream of the crop, the best vills, the best ands. The bottom 10 are the ones that mm, probably didn't do their job that well. Or are you really a villain? Because sometimes the villains in video games, they're worked up to be this big bad, and then they just kind of roll over. You're like, oh, really? That was it? Okay. Well, I expected you to go down swinging, but you didn't. So, see ya. Yeah, so I, I think we'll start this off with our best. Obviously, we want to start this off in the best foot, which is the right foot. And then we want to <laughs> then eh, milk it out, kind of ease it out a little bit as we go. And I want to start with my best to start. Now, some may say this is a man. Some may say this is a pair of gloves. <laughs> and for that, I'm talking about the master hand from the Super Smash Brothers series. These gloves are all business. <laughs> and they know how to do cool finger moves. They are there to stop you in your tracks on, on multiple occasions. And really are just there to be nefarious. They want nothing more than to ruin your day. Master Hand, I considered for my list too, um, until you told me you were putting it on. It's really cool because it's like, you know, in the first one where you beat the campaign or whatever, the adventure, mm -hmm. and then all the little pieces fall down, they're just toys. And then it's like, oh, the hands are like the kid playing with it yep. against the the characters and you're like oh okay well yeah i 100 percent did that as a child so believable yeah, so believability kind of that, in villains the meta aspect of it is kind of built into it uh what is right. your first of your best of first on my list is one that i think most people can agree is one of the most easily hateable villains of all time as micah from Red Dead mm. Redemption 2. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This man is horrible to look at. He is just, in general, a horrible person. He sure. obviously leads to the downfall of the gang and the events of Red Dead Redemption 1, um, as well as the late events of Red Dead Redemption 2. The whole time, he is sort of like the devil on Dutch's shoulder, um, mm -hmm. competing with you. Even if you play as a villain, he's still worse than you. So I, I find what this um, actor did with this character really, really compelling. I think it's very easy to immediately hate Micah as a character, even the times that you're teamed up with him. Um, and to really see like the snakiness mm. of him, which is really all that I want in a villain is is hate. and. You know, the game's been out for a while now. I feel like I could talk about this. I'm always hesitant with spoilers, but, you know, you even ending Red Dead Redemption 2, you don't necessarily get the satisfaction with Arthur Morgan. 
of finally defeating this villain. And it's not until you, you know, you play as John that you get to go and finally redeem Arthur and, and kill this man who has been built up for the hours and hours that you played this game. I fully agree because my next one that I have coming up is also from Red Dead series. And that's actually Dutch himself, Dutch Vanderland. And the reason I picked Dutch over Micah is it's such a sad story of a man kind of cycling into madness. Because we know in Red Dead 1, we'll fight Dutch and that's a villain that we're fighting against. But once you get into Red Dead 2 and you understand this like immense pressure this man is under to try and lead this troop and keep people safe. But doing that one more job, one more job and we're out. I got a plan. I got a plan. I got a plan. Don't worry, guys. I got a plan. And, and that plan is never, ever going to live up to what he wants. It's never satiated. And it's such a good villain because they're not really against you in a way in, in Red Dead 2. Like, you're seen as like, this is like seen as your leader and you're following along. But then you start to question and be like, I don't think Dutch has all of us in his best favor. I, I think we're more disposable than we think to him, even if he doesn't think it himself. He just needs a means to an end. And in Red Dead 1, when you're actually fighting against the gang and going through that, like it, it's, it's such a, for Micah as well, it's such an awesome payoff having Red Dead 2 lead up to those events. Like That's the one time I really appreciate a prequel game that's actually a sequel, but such a prequel on its own is just so cool. So that's definitely why I have Dutch up there in the best. Dutch is great because he just generates so much conversation as a mm -hmm. villain it's like what happened to him where he went wrong because you see him from the very beginning as this guy who's there he's trying to reassure everyone and be their leader and stuff but then like from the very beginning of that game if you go exploring a little bit you can find a note basically where he has rehearsed his entire speech from the beginning of the game so it's like mm -hmm. there's a lot of speculation on was he always inauthentic? Is he just a psychopath that was yeah. basically leading a cult? Or did something happen to him along the way that actually did break him? And yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think Micah is a little bit more pure evil than yes. Dutch is. Um, but two like really great villains that work together in that game. Yeah, that, that their story unfolds just in, in so much more of a humanitarian way than the typical yeah. big blockbuster villains we see. Like these are just two people who just are out for themselves and you see the worst of worst start to come out of them. Yep. Next up on my list for best villains, I have demise from skyward sword. A lot of people I think would put Ganon mm -hmm. in place of demise on this list. And I know skyward sword isn't necessarily the most favored of the legend of Zelda series, People that listen to this podcast regularly know that that is not the case for me. I love a good origin story. Demise as a villain is this thing that keeps sort of breaking out of its cage over and over again throughout Skyward Sword. You're trying to contain it until you finally can't contain Demise anymore. And of course, in the Legend of Zelda games, there's this constant battle between the three forces where you have the Triforce working and Ganon represents the power aspect of that and the more evil side of that. And in this, you sort of just see his origin as demise and where that entity comes from before it's being reborn over and over and over again. 
It's actually mm-hmm. a really fun final battle as well. I don't feel like it was too overtly challenging like some of the Legend of Zelda games has have been, in my opinion. Um, and he has like a really neat design, sort of like a Ghost Rider kind of vibe going on. Um, so just like a fun overall battle fits into the lore of the series really well and does a lot for a character that really you don't see a ton of. And I think that's it. I think a lot of the villains I chose here are not necessarily those mainline ones. Like you said, especially Nintendo titles where you have this one villain running throughout, you'd pick Ganon most of the time in whatever form he's in. But yeah, I mean, having it in that way and just having like such a great villain built up that, like you said, fits in the lore, but breaks that mold of traditional following along those path lines that they should, which, which I really appreciate especially coming from a Nintendo title, is pretty big for that. Now, one that broke what some people thought was their console and their mind is my next one, <laughs> and that would be Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. So, mm. Psycho Mantis, definitely a creepy, creepy fight that you have. And in this, it was such a cool way. And I think I, I appreciate this villain more just for what's around them and actually controlling your tech. They would have you switch controller slots on your PlayStation. They would be able to read your memory card and let you know what games you've played. And it was such a weird and almost like when you have like those quote unquote hackers, like I got your IP address. That's kind of what that felt like, where it's like, I know everything about you. Like I know you. And that is such a cool villain in and outside the game. Like that's, that's such a cool way to do it. And what sucks really is that since Psychomantis did it, no one else can do it because it's they're like, oh, you're ripping off Metal Gear Solid. That's yeah. what you're doing when you're trying to do this. But that is such a cool villain. And again, when it comes to horror, for me, just as a genre, I love thriller and psych horror over everything else. And if you can get a character that does that really well, but then really messes with you, like you're playing this at like 10 p.m. under the covers, trying to be like quiet while your parents are asleep, and then I know that you played some Crash Bandicoot and that you no. ooh, like, oh my no. God, dude, no, thank you. No, you wouldn't thank find you. me like, doing that. Nope. <laughs> no. So that's definitely why uh, Psycho Mantis earns a top spot for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. And, you know, the only other example I can think of that's done something like that was um, Mr. Rossetti from Animal mm-hmm, Crossing, mm-hmm. sort of a villain in his own right. Not quite True. as scary. A psychomantis, but um, yeah, would threaten to uh, reset your entire game if you didn't save, just to discourage you. Kind of scary special honor. Next up on my list is Doc Ock from the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This villain is really interesting. We've, we're all familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Where the, yep. we've sort of seen a lot of these villains in various forms uh, from the Marvel series um, and from the Spider-Man movies, of course. So whenever there's a game, you have to take, I think, special considerations of, is it going to be like those um, past generations of Spider-Man games where we're just sort of copying the events of the films and mm-hmm. working that in? Are we going to do our own thing? So they go and basically create a new universe for Spider-Man. And Peter Parker is working for Otto Octavius, just sort of as an intern. They're friends. 
but he has this debilitating disease where he's losing control of his body and he doesn't want to do that because he has so much work to do. He's obviously a genius. So he comes up with the design for these mechanical arms so that his brain can still, you know, be used for good, basically. And you watch this guy throughout the course of the game go from actually helping Peter and, and helping Spider-Man by designing like a new suit for him and, mm-hmm. and just sort of being aware of Peter's involvement with Spider-Man to this guy who's gone totally insane because of the arm similar to that Spider-Man 2 story. But not only making that change from good guy to bad, but basically assembling the Sinister Six, which is like a super villain team um, that Spider-Man has regularly fought in the comics. Mm-hmm. And making it this super challenging, overarching plot for Spider-Man, where throughout the game, you're actually fighting someone else for the majority of the game. And then Doc Ock finally reveals himself as this mastermind that has slowly turned on you and poses the greatest threat in the game. So I thought that that was really, it, it's not a twist, because if you know Spider-Man, you know who Otto Octavius is. Sure. But they did a really great job of making you, I think, question a little bit, like, is this going to be really truly the bad guy or are we going to be able to save him first? And you you watch him devolve into madness and become this great villain and um, try to kill Spider-Man and and try to destroy the city. And it is. It's, It's such a, it's again, a very tragic story of kind of like doing these body manipulations to get these arms going is what's kind of causing this stuff to happen. Whereas like he's like what Peter strives to be is like very intelligent scientist in this aspect of this, you know, Peter universe of it. And it's unfortunate, but it's such a great storytelling and such a great origin for Doc Ock. Whereas like, I know in the nineties he was seen just like a, such a weird villain. Yeah. But to bring, bring like a human element to it, instead of his pinks and golds and greens and stuff to like really humanize that and make it more of like a tragic story is done so well. Yep. Next up on my list, uh, I think it's top of most everyone's lists um, as top 10 anime betrayals of all time. Um, And that would be (laughs) Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Mm, Yeah. Someone who you are trying to trust through the whole game, who's trying to kind of lead you through and be this voice of reason through this weird, you know, post-apocalyptic past utopian dystopia that, you know, it, it was a big shock, a big Bioshock, that this ends up being Ooh. the person who betrays you and who is basically toying with you this whole time and kind of living vicariously through this to get kind of what he wanted done. And it's... I mean, Bioshock, obviously, as all of us know, is just such a fantastic story. The setting lends so much to it. It's a fun game. Uh, Two was okay. Uh, Infinite was amazing. Um, But it it just goes to show you, like, just you can have a simplistic villain, almost like GLaDOS, in a way, as someone who is kind of helping you through, turns on you in the end. Similar story in that that way, but I, I just think Andrew Ryan was such a cool personality to have with that that felt like this guiding force for you but for bad. Yeah, he's definitely a good one. And it is interesting to go and and play through some of that game again after you Mm -hmm. sort of know what's happening and all just the little things that you can pick up on 
um, throughout that it's like, uh, is this guy really on my side or is he yep. not? Um, and that's one of the best kind of villains as well when they have that good replay value. It's similar to Dutch Vanderlyn in that mm-hmm. regard where it's like once you know what happens, what things did you miss? Um, and I think that that lends itself to good villains for sure. So good. Next up on my list is Koten Khan from Ghost of Tsushima. So Koten mm. Khan leads the uh, Mongolian army into Japan to basically, I mean, take over Tsushima, the, the mm. island, not Japan necessarily, the mainland. And what's interesting about him as a villain is that he does not respect the rules of the samurai whatsoever. So they're dealing with a villain now who doesn't have their code of honor and code of ethics. And so they try to battle this villain now by still holding on to the samurai way. And it is to their detriment. And it really launches the entire game in which, you know, you play as Jin Sakai, who is struggling with the fact that he is a samurai, but also is at an extreme disadvantage by trying to do everything so honorably. From the very beginning of the game, Koten Khan lands on the beach. You send your best warrior to fight him. You think it's going to be a one-on-one fight. He throws a bunch of wine or oil on the guy and then lights him up with a torch and kills him. He's like, I'm not playing by these rules. This is going to be your downfall from the beginning. And so you want this revenge. You want so badly to show him, like, I can defeat you if you actually fight me. But he's constantly that guy who walks away and he travels north and you're just one step behind until you can finally catch up to him and make him face uh, basically all the crimes that he's committed. And so he's a really intelligent villain. He knows exactly all of the samurai's weaknesses because he studied them. And I think that that's what makes him interesting to me is that he's intelligent and he's just a gigantic human. Um, so he's physically imposing, but it's really the, the intellectual aspect that makes him dangerous. And I think that's one of the, again, oh, coming to almost like a real life thing is you're playing this game. You're, you're talked about the honor code. And then we have someone could be like, no, 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 no. I'm here to win. I don't care how I win. I'm here to win. And, and, and to see that and train through and be able to fight and like, have that satisfying end is is such a cool villain who's like no 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 you have to play by your rules i don't yep and it's such and a it, good way it, to do it it fits into like a lot of almost like a superhero sense in that way like yeah you know superman isn't going to kill so or like batman isn't going to kill so as the joker he's never going to kill me i can just keep doing whatever i want mm-hmm. and it's it's about struggling it creates this struggle of I have to fight within these certain boundaries and these constraints, but is that really the best thing to do? So he's sort of a classic villain in that sense, um, but interesting just that aspect and the historical aspects of that game as well. He's not a real person, but yeah. modeled after real people and in the invasion of Tsushima as well. So Absolutely. that's always I, interesting I, to me. And I think, I think kind of that psychosis of that, Leads into my final top one. I don't know if it's my top top. I think these kind of like shuffle around as I go. But this villain definitely brought Far Cry back onto the map. Um, This is in the third edition with Vas Montenegro 
who is the poster child of these new line villains we have a Far Cry. Take or leave it of how you like the Far Cry games. I think each villain does extremely well in being this psychotic gray area character where they're not wrong, but they're doing the wrong things to try and do it right. And Voss, we all know as just that crazy character with the quote we hear all the time now of, did I ever tell you what the definition of insanity is? Insanity is doing the exact same effing thing over and over. And it's such a pivotal scene because he's got you captured and he's monologuing on you. And it's this and Pagan Men and all these other characters that are in the Far Cry series. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the games themselves, I think the writing and the villain is just so good. Granted, there are some stereotypes to it and it may seem edgelordy at times, but when Voss first came out and like this was the villain of this and just like, did whatever he wanted. Like it was pretty dang good. So like Voss is definitely up there for me. And you know, it's got a uh, better call Saul actor, um, Michael Mondo. It, it does as well. Always love anything that he's in a far cry, uh, likes to steal some of that world's actors. I think to make compelling villains, they're like, Oh, Hey, Vince Gilligan's got this figured out. Let's just, Bump that on over into Far Cry. Um, because that's the way that you have to do it. Like, if you can get some <laughs> good cast members in there to handle this. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you've got Troy Baker. You've got Michael Mondo. You've got uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who's playing Gus, obviously, in, in Better Call Saul. And, and, and uh, why can't I not remember Breaking Bad? There we go. Uh, he's also got a lot in of, The Boys. Yeah. You've got a lot of fantastic voice cast with this and to have that culminate in some of these really cool characters is just really awesome for sure last on my list is a little bit of a throwback but not too far back rodrigo borgia from assassin's creed 2 the Ezio Mm. trilogy this Mm -hmm. is the guy who eventually becomes the pope um who is after the apple of eden and power and is behind this great big conspiracy that launches um, the entire Assassin Creed uh, career of Ezio Auditore, which in my opinion is the best assassin from those games and definitely has the the best trilogy um, for the games that have sequels and all that. But yeah, there's not really a lot for me to say about him in particular. What's great about him, I think, is the tie-in with the historical aspects, which was always the appeal of those games. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, he does a pretty good job of staying in the shadows and just also always sort of being out of reach, similar to Coton Khan. He's not really acting in that same way to where he's always directly combative with you, but you are sort of chasing him at the same time you're trying to ascend the ranks of the assassins and also rebuild the assassins and sort of avenge your family with him ultimately being the guy that you want to get the revenge on. So loved him as a villain, loved just the little bit of the tie-in of the history of the Borgia family, how they really incorporated that into those games. Thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, and I think that's a great culmination of just a, a, a 
in my opinion, like a wide swath of really good villains. There's plenty more out there um, that are in plenty of other big blockbuster games, some smaller games that I think have done really well. But I think for us, wanted to get this kind of trending topic of especially like, I know yours was a lot of, not necessarily all historical, but getting that idea of like having this really cool tie-in. And yeah. mine was the same way of having a really either amazing storyline with it, uh, cool mechanics, things that made not only the villain great, but the game around it great. They, they made the game better being there. But let's talk about some characters that didn't do some of that. <laughs> and the first one, I think, goes back and forth for some people. Me, it's definitely back. And that would be Logan um, from Fable 3. Uh, for those you don't know, Logan, you get early on, who is the central antagonist turned possible supporting character for you in the first half of Fable 3. He's a tyrannical ruler of the kingdom of Albion uh, after his parents die, and he is your older sibling. And he kind of is the one forcing your hand as you're trying to like build up against him and trying to kind of figure out how to squander this. And to me, just kind of a pushover, you know, he's, he's a fine enough character. I mean, listen, we have Michael Fassbender as his voice actor. So you got some big talent going on there, but I just was not a fan of Logan. I mean, I, and I think as far as the fable series goes, I was not a fan of a lot of the villains in the fable series. I, I felt, yes. uh, Jack of Blades was cool. Um, but for the most part, it seems like they're just kind of, kind of there and logan maybe is the most influential one just based on how fable 3 works in, in terms of the kingdom system um but definitely eh, on my book. I, I definitely agree with you in the fable villains because number one on my worst list is lucian from fable 2 mm -hmm. which it's i it's not really so much lucian necessarily it's the way that they decided to wrap up fable 2 where mm -hmm. you've got this guy who's the villain who's been pulling all the strings and you're finally able to go and confront him and you don't even really have a fight with him you just sort of make a decision and he dies and it's really not satisfactory at all i don't really understand why they decided to go that route with that ending if it was yeah. that they ran out of time to really properly do a fight but at least like jack of blades in the first one you get to have like a, a legitimate fight with i don't remember mm -hmm. him being particularly difficult to defeat but jack of blades out of those games i think is the best villain um because his villainry goes all the way back to the origin of the game when you're just a kid Yep, And, you know, you kind of work it out slowly. There's little, like, miniature villains in between that. But by the end, you can almost sort of become Jack of Blades and, like, mm -hmm. accept the sword and be evil and make this choice to slay your sister and um, keep the, the best sword. Or you can take down Jack of Blades and say, you know what? No, I don't want this sword, and I'm going to be good and basically redeem your childhood, even though... A lot of that stuff is uh, beyond redemption. And Fable 2 just didn't have those same opportunities. Lucian kind of fell flat in that regard. But yeah, when it came to the Fable games, it, it seemed much more of growing your character. And whether to be good, bad, any other choices you can make 
along the side quests, and it just seemed like a lot of the times the the villain was fine. Right, okay. because you could really be the villain if you yeah. wanted to be. You could be the bad guy. And, yeah, and you're and right. You it, it is than, more yeah. about your journey. Yeah, because you could technically be worse than Logan in three. Like, yeah. you could be much worse than him. Um, so, yeah, that's why I just had that kind of on the list of, like, they were, eh. But that's my milder one to jump in, because my next one is Dr. Robotnik. This man does know how to build good robots. He transforms things into little birds. He even has a robot go rogue in Sonic Adventures and like that, that fights against him to destroy his entire plot. Like he is just not capable. He's not capable. He's out of shape. Mm -hmm. His mustache is ridiculous. It is. And you know what? You know, when you, when you think of per, like, if you're, you're going to, if you're going to be packing some weight on, if you're looking at candy apple shape versus pear shape, Candy apples, where you're gonna have a lot of those heart problems, and that's what that man <laughs> is. And all, listen, all that congenitive heart disease—it's coming, and he's doing nothing about it. The pant sizes—I'm—they're—it's fascinating. The dimensions. I mean, what it's, is it's, he like a a waist size fifty, a length nine hundred? <laughs> yeah, it's basically him and Jack Skellington who have to shop for the same length of pants and length of leg, but then you have to take just half a moon and shove it down, get that thing stretched out for that body. Yeah. He's just, and he, he's not taking care he of himself. Skinny jeans too. It's not even yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just embarrassing. I mean, at this point, if you're going to lead an evil organization and make these robots, like at least take care of yourself a little bit. You're the poster child for your stuff and you can't do that. It's just, it's a shame. It's true. I mean, maybe he sees Sonic roll up into a ball and he's like, I could be a ball too. <laughs> This is and, this is why I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah, classic classic villain. Another classic villain on my worst list uh, is Bowser, who yeah. I know he's the villain in all the Mario games. Classic villain, Derek. How could you say he's one of the worst villains? Because he's like he's kind of a joke now. Mm -hmm. Like Paper Mario made him a huge joke, mm -hmm. where he's just really awkward to be around. Princess Peach, you know, he gets all flustered around her, obviously crushing hard. And he's like a friend, like half the time. Yep. Where he's he's just playing tennis with you. He's at the Mario party. He's he's like down to hang out all the time. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I should try and take over the Mushroom Kingdom. I should go back to villainry. And he does it. And Mario's like, come on, so long, Bowser. I'm gonna throw you off the sedge. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's like what do you want to be man do you want to be a villain or do you want to be a good guy i think that's it because when he's scary he's scary like uh bowser's fury that came out that's a scary yeah. bowser but when we're talking about everything in between not so much because i have another one of mario or jump man's first technical villain i have donkey kong in the OG, this man's just like, I just want this girl. I'm going to throw some barrels at you. And I get that struggle. I, I, I understand that. I get trying to, like, find someone to partner with. But that's not how you do it. And then true. you go on to be like, before Bowser, because Bowser's still trying. Donkey Kong's like, man, all right, well, I lost that. What if I just kind of kind of just do you know, just kind of rock out, listen to some albums. You know, I got my family going. 
And he does. He helps you in Mario Party. He's driving around with some carts. Got his yeah. own line of games. He's just not a good villain. He tried. He definitely tried. Him and his son both tried. Don Kong Jr. They tried to do it. It's true. They they couldn't. And they they luckily got out of the biz early enough to not besmirch the name as Bowser <laughs> has. Um, but yeah, not soon enough, some yeah. might say. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, they tried to explain it that the the canon is that the original Donkey Kong becomes Cranky Kong, right? Sure. And it's like, oh, well, now he's just this feeble old man. But that means Donkey Kong Jr. was now the Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, same story. Same you know, story. You, just... can't, you, can't, you can't sweep that under the rug. You can't do some family washing to try and make this a better yeah. story for your family. No, no, no. We dug the details and we see it. Right. And he's like, you know, I'm, I got my own issues going on. I got King K. Rule. Sure. He's worse than me. No, man, you're still bad. Still did Still a bad, bad thing. Still did a bad thing. You're trying, and here's the thing: you're not even trying to do good. I think that's where 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 it frustrates me. There's no good to be had. This man just left. Didn't try and and clean up any of the mess of burning those oil barrels everywhere. I mean, we see what happens when chemical spills happen. This man took no responsibility <laughs> for it, and I think well, it's ridiculous. Hey, we talked about the realism of villains, didn't we? That's <laughs> true. Dog Kong's the realist. <laughs> Yeah, next up on my worst list is Giovanni from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to be this mob boss villain guy. Sure. Can't even beat a 10-year-old. 10-year-old's supposed to be a prodigy. Sure, whatever. Come on, man. Like, you've got Rhydon. You've got Nidoqueen. You've got all these super powerful Pokemon. Sure. You've got this entire organization at your disposal. You get beat by a kid a few times and you know what or you're like you know what i've seen the error of my ways team rocket disbanded done i'm over it i'm out and he leaves and you know team rocket then is like oh the leader is he really gone i don't know of course he's come back now since then i'm pretty sure but he's kind of wishy-washy i don't 100 percent believe him as a villain he's mm-hmm. not that strong to beat I just don't understand as a leader, as a, a villain entity to, to lose three times to a child and then just decide, well, I'm out. That doesn't, that's not a lot of drive. That's worse than Bowser who decided to be in the Mario party. <laughs> and see, my next up follows along with that because I have all of the teams of Pokemon. Team Red, Team Magma, Team the other ones because no one cares about. Those, and, and, and we did get in black and white, we did get some people that really tried to, to make a villainous impact. And I believed them. I definitely believed their causes there. Once they were defeated by pretty much a 10-year-old, we then got these softer versions of it up into Sword and Shield where like our bad team was a bunch of just fans blowing their fan club yeah yeah we went from an organized criminal organization in various stealing terms. pokemon stealing pokemon trying to destroy the sun and the moon trying to take over the earth trying to stop time itself into being like we really love this one gym leader and they got spooky kind of pokemon that are poisonous so <laughs> that's kind of who we are that's right that's true they they did devolve quite a bit yeah it's it's frankly embarrassing. It's kind of like when you think of like dinosaurs and 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 different 
avian birds at that time of the prehistoric era into chickens we have now. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. It's embarrassing it where it's gone. <laughs> that is valid. That's, yeah. yes. Every <laughs> that time that rocket, I see a chicken, I say, you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. Where's your <laughs> horn? Where's your big old scarfy flag thing? Oh, don't have it? <laughs> Just going to throw out a stupid no. crowbat or something at me? Boo. Lame Pokemon. That's, yeah. That's legit. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Next, <laughs> next up on my list is another Assassin's Creed villain, but not really the villain that you would expect. It's Lucy from mm-hmm. the, uh, I, I guess, the first three Assassin's Creed games, played by Kristen Bell. Uh, big reveal at the end of Assassin's Creed 1. She's missing a finger. She's actually part of the assassins. She's been there the whole time, undercover, trying to help you. Mm-hmm. And you break out of the, uh, what is it, Abstergo facility yep. together. And she's there. She's helping you. You kind of got a thing with her, at least Desmond Miles does. And then they come and find you, and she dies. But by the next game, it's revealed that she was actually working with the Templars the entire time. And I know that she is written off because something with Kristen Bell, probably too expensive to keep getting Kristen Bell to come back, whatever. But as far as like a villain exit, a villain arc goes, like she's bad, she's good, she's bad, she's good. (laughs) To really have this like key character kind of thrown to the wayside was really always a big miss for me in that series because they built the outside of the Animus characters up to be a significant part of that story. And Lucy was a casualty on the villain side um, that just never really made any sense um, in the grand scheme because they abandoned so much about that storyline, but they really especially threw her under the bus. Kind of sounds like the rest of the Assassin's Creed games after four. Ayo! (laughs) Really abandoned and thrown under the bus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not great. Pretty visually stunning. Sure. Uh, Cool historical value, which I appreciate. But yeah, but uh, no more sea shanties after that, unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Now, my last one is from one of my favorite game series of all times. Not that they're not a bad villain. It's... (sighs) They have a tragic story, and you get to play as them in one of the games. That's in Handsome Jack from Borderlands. He is obviously the comic relief, especially in Borderlands 2, going through there as he's given you, like, whether it's the audio logs you find or as you continue to fight on to kind of defeat his and dismantle his operation. Um, great idea in that, you know, but easily beat through it and obviously is, is villainous to a point. But then when you play the pre-sequel, you play as Handsome Jack in that, and you just see why he is the way he is. And... I think overall the Borderlands villains for me are can't take it seriously because it's Borderlands. It's fun. It's silly. Um, but you know, he's just a sad soul. He's just the kid got picked on a little too much and then got some money and became evil. Yeah, definitely a guy I think that uh, you know, they 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 tried. He is what he is. Mm-hmm. Well, last up on my list is another Spider-Man. PS4 villain. This one okay. is a minor villain uh, named Screwball, which mm. if you played this game, you know who Screwball is. She is a 
streamer turned villain that has started kidnapping people and basically baiting Spider-Man to go and save them, but she's recording it the entire time and live streaming it to all of her followers so that she can go viral. And if that is not the most annoying reason to kidnap people, I don't know what is. So all you were doing was playing a potential real life thing that happens. Right. With streaming. Like, I know that streaming is a big part of life now. And like sure. being a content creator is a legitimate career for a lot of people. And, you know, we're podcasters. Like, uh, you know, we're aware of that stuff. Sure. But it's like, oh, man, when when it becomes that meta in the video game universe, I, you know, I, I she just kind of makes me cringe where it's like, oh, yeah, she's going viral. Take a selfie. And you got to go and like get within a certain frame while you're saving the people. Otherwise, you don't do the selfie right. And it punishes <laughs> you. You know, it's stuff yeah. like that that. You're yeah. like, oh, man, <laughs> I get that this is a commentary on society currently. And yeah, this, sure. I guess, could happen if someone was psychotic and wanted to be a streamer. They could sure. do that. It's the sheer volume of the amount of times that you have to interact with this woman that drives me crazy. I, I think it's like 12 challenges or something like that. So you're seeing her constantly. She's super annoying. I know she's very controversial. And I hope that she doesn't end up in the second one, but we'll see because she managed to keep popping up in the first one even after you stopped her multiple times. So I hope the second one is just her. I hope it's just mini games with her and like we get to see her live stream grow because that's what we no, want. She's we just want to see people yeah. flourish. <laughs> she she gets the symbiote and she is venom. <laughs> oh my god. One can wish. That'd be great. But, oh, it'd be fantastic. Honestly, let's bring it up. Great, but, great yeah. troll job. Great troll. <laughs> a classic troll job, as some might say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think this was a, it was a fun list for us to create. Obviously, I didn't want to, you know, we didn't follow some of your probably tops and worsts and stuff. But let us know. What is your top list? What's your bottom list? Who were we wrong about? I know we're wrong about no one, but who do you think we're wrong about? That's really what I need to know. And I, what keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean i i'm definitely curious to see what the best and the worst are for a lot of people we could have talked about you know the ones that make most of the list most of the time but you could just google that and you go find them and listen to other people talk about those things we want to be interesting just for you Give me the, the hard-hitting stuff hard-hitting yeah. lucy from that video game from 15 years ago really grinds my gears really grinds that's the content that the people churn. want but yeah, let us know on our socials. Let us know on our Discord. Let's keep that conversation a rolling. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.